Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. But as we step back for a moment and just listen to what we're going to talk about today, whoever thought that Google could be used to drive traffic for Jesus Christ? Many people think of Google as the big almighty <laughs> internet source that it is. But I'm telling you today, I want you to listen as we talk about global media outreach and we talk with Lee Martin about what they're doing and how the Internet has become a tool for leading people to Christ across the globe. So, as I said, we're talking today about global media outreach and we have Lee Martin. Lee, before we join the show, I want to just give this verse and I will make sure I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Genesis 12 two. each one of us. If we call ourselves a Christ follower, if we are a Christ follower, we inherited that blessing that God gave Abraham because we are now descendants of Abraham in a spiritual sense. Lee Martin with Global Media Outreach, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you so much, Jim. It's a real pleasure to be here and share some time with you. You know, I don't even remember how I found out about you guys, but somebody said, hey, Jim, you got to check out this organization. And I, and I went to your website. And I started reading, and then I, and I finally got to the dashboard. I got to the dashboard that shows live interactions of people around the globe with the gospel, them hearing the gospel, getting discipled in the gospel, making a decision for Christ. And it's an astounding feeling just watching it. 
And, and you just imagine, the, you know, I, I, you always thought that the chorus in heaven rejoicing for those that have put their faith and trust in Christ, that it was like a, you know, there'd be a, there'd be a, I don't know, like a blip in between there, you know, that it wouldn't be constant. But when you look at your screen, that dashboard that shows people coming to Christ, it must be a constant chorus of celebration. It's kind of like the bells in heaven are going off all the time all over the world, and you can see it in real time, and it is amazing the way that God uses uh, technology to spread His Word, to fulfill the Great Commission. It's happening right now, right before your eyes. But it had to happen, because if, if you were going to fulfill the Scriptures, it said that, uh, that somebody from every tribe, every language, every nation would be on their knees in front of Christ, singing His praises in heaven— in order for that to happen, you had to have the internet in order to do it because there's no way you can, you know, uh, globalize missionaries to get it all done. You had to have the internet help spread the gospel in order for everybody to be represented. You know, it's amazing that uh, the word says that he uses all things for his purposes. And if you look back, I'm a technologist, and and if you look back over the ages. There have been human inventions that God has used for his purposes. I mean, start with the Roman roads that allowed Paul to travel throughout the known world at that time to do what? To spread the gospel one-on-one verbally, uh, walk in those paths that were built by the Romans for completely other purposes. And Hey, Lee, you're breaking up a little bit, so I don't know if you were moving, so let me just step back to that, because you were talking about the Roman road and how how man did one thing for one reason, like the Roman road, and Paul used it to spread the gospel throughout the Roman Empire. So pick it up from there. Yeah, and so uh, you, can, you can fast forward another 1,500 years to Gutenberg and the first printing press, and what was the first book that he printed? The Bible. He printed the he printed the Bible. And what happened as a result of that? The Protestant Revolution that completely changed the Church uh, for the ages beyond. Uh, you can fast forward another 400 years to the, uh, the, 19th, uh, the early 1900s. We've got radio, and you're using that media to touch thousands of people every day. Uh, fast forward just a little bit more, and you've got television and uh, Billy Graham and his outreach to touch the world. And now we've got this thing called the Internet. And rather than mass media, it can be one-on-one interactive, uh, anonymous intimacy, right in your pocket, right in your own home, to bring the Word of God to the world, to places where people are unwelcome, places people cannot go physically, we can now go virtually. It's amazing. We're having a great conversation today with Lee Martin from Global Media Outreach. I'll bet if you've never heard about them, by the end of the day, you're going to be going out to their website, which is globalmediaoutreach.com. One of the coolest pieces, Lee, on your website is the dashboard that people can see, interactive, people searching for, for the gospel, reading about it, people coming to Christ, making a, fa- a statement of faith, and people getting discipled. Who came up with that idea? Because that is the coolest thing ever. Oh, you're too kind. Walt Wilson is the founder of Global Media Outreach, and it was one of his brainchilds because of what you can do on the Internet. You know where people are getting online. You know when they're getting online, and it gives you a – uh, an instantaneous view of what's happening on over 200 websites that Global Media Outreach actually uh, has developed and operates in 26 languages. 26 languages, 200 different websites. Let's take a step back for a minute because I want people to get a, a background on you. You're on the board of directors for Global Media Outreach, but you are you work as a professor at the University of Tennessee, and I know people are out going, don't talk to somebody from UT, come on, no, no. no. 
You got some serious football fans down here in Florida. They get very bent out of shape when you bring up those orange colors. So, oh my goodness! Yeah, and, and how are they doing this year? Uh, well, Florida got the best of us, but uh, three of the four teams that we lost to as of last week only had one loss: Oklahoma, Alabama, and Florida. So uh, we've had a pretty good year, and I think next year will be even better. <laughs> That's good. It doesn't really matter in a turnover perspective. And I remind all my friends down here because I grew up in Minnesota, where college football was just embarrassing. Period. End of story. Just embarrassing. And I just remind people: it has no eternal significance playing football. It doesn't. It can. <laughs> it could have some significance, but not the game itself. All right, so you've had a lot of very interesting jobs in your career, but this final one, teaching at the University of Tennessee, talk about how you learn to incorporate your faith into everything that you do, because that's what Global Media Outreach does. It incorporates it into everything people are doing. How are you doing that personally? Oh, I'll tell you a, a great story, and it's related to Luke 2.52. If you're familiar with uh, Luke 2, it's where Jesus stays behind. Uh, he's about 13 years old, and he stays at the feet of the rabbis. His family goes home, and about three days later they go, hey, where's Jesus? He's not in the caravan. They go back and get him. Uh, then you've got Luke 2.52, and then we're to Luke 3, which is where John the Baptist is coming out in the, in the wilderness. And, of course, Jesus is about 29 years old there. There's one verse in the Bible that covers those 17 years, and it goes like this. He grew in wisdom and stature and in the eyes of God as man. There's a book about that called I Dare You, written by a fellow that was the founder of Ralston Purina, uh, a gentleman named uh, Dan. And what William Danforth yeah, you, did You cut he, out right when you said the guy's name. Dan what? Uh, William Danforth. William Danforth. Yeah, okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. And, and what Danforth wrote about, he gave this book to every employee of Ralston Purina for his, during his years as the CEO. And it's about balance in life, balancing the mental and physical aspects of your life and the relational and spiritual aspects of your life. And what he was really saying in a secular way based on Luke 2.52 is the way to follow Jesus and to be like Jesus is to try to have that balance in all areas. So uh, that's, that's really something that I can teach in a secular manner to my classes as wisdom and they don't know where it comes from, even right. in a secular university. Uh, as those that are Christian, I can take a side and say, you know, that's 2,000-year-old wisdom. So uh, <laughs> it's a way to take it into the classroom. I love that. I love that. All right, so how did you get associated with Global Media Outreach? Well, uh, it was a meeting of the Jesus Film, a technology directorate, back in uh, 2004. And the question on the table is, are you familiar with the Jesus film? and Taking a, a Hollywood movie and, and really translating it now into over 1,300 languages. Well, they were at about 700 languages back in 04. And the question on the table was, what's next? And there were two directions from that table. One was, have you heard of the Internet? And what could we do there? And the other was, let's keep translating and reaching more people groups. Jesus film has done a great job at that. GMO picked up the question of, the internet and how we can use the internet to spread God's word. And so that was when it was birthed. I had the privilege of actually being at the table at that juncture. And uh, I heard Walt Wilson's vision and I said, this could be fantastic. Walt at that table said, I want to do a billion presentations of the gospel by 2020 using the internet. And everybody looked at him like, are you nuts? Well, here we are at 2015 and we're over 1.4 billion presentations of the gospel. God's provision God's amazing, amazing hand. All right, so let, so the mission then was to reach a billion people with at least the gospel message. You've had 1.4 are those unique visitors, 1.4 billion unique visitors in the last uh, uh, 10 years? 
That is correct. 1.4 unique visitors in over the last 10 years and uh, somewhere around a million a day every day going forward currently. Yeah, and, and it's fun to watch that. I signed on one morning at like 9 o'clock in the morning when I was working. It was probably last week when I was working on this show prepping for it. And you just watch it. It, it, it just it, it, it should be in like real time, like the like the national debt clock, which is constantly just rolling. Because I, I noticed that the decisions for Christ kind of jump up by two, and then four, and then six, and eight, and and, it, and it's it's not like the national debt clock, which goes up by billions every minute. Uh, but it's it's cool. So you're saying every day you're getting about a a million visitors. Yes. And I tell you, if you want to see every one of them, there's a back door. It's called GreatCommission2020.com, and if you do a slash question mark fast. You can see every touch and every decision being made. It's about 10 times faster than the one that you see on the regular page, simply because uh, we don't want to clog up the networks. No, that makes sense. That makes total sense. All right, so you've got this mission, and you really, on your, on, as I like call it, your dashboard page, you're showing people, and it really rolls with, you know, when people are on the Internet, how, I don't know, how do I even ask this question? On your dashboard, you show three different things. One, people reading the gospel or getting the gospel presented to them two, them making a, uh, an, a profession of faith and three getting discipled. How do you track all of that stuff? Talk about it. Sure. First of all, getting the message out. We, uh, we kind of took from, from Bill Bright, the four spiritual laws, just the simple spiritual laws of the, you know, God is love. He loves you. We're all sinners. Christ is uh, uh, forgiveness of that sin. And if you will believe in him and follow his ways, eternal life is the, uh, the result. So four really simple ideas translated into those 26 languages. So that's the meat of the beginning of the website to try to just present the very basic idea of the gospel to the world. The second is about hey, one in you, ten. Hey, hang on a second. One, you, broke, you broke up right at me. The second one, go ahead. The, the second pass is a one in ten typically, statistically, will accept that message the first time they see it. And so that. Hey, Lee, you got a bad, you got, you got bad connection again. Maybe you have roaming mobile service. So going back to oh, the, my I know it's tough. I may have to make you stand outside. What part of the country are you in today? I am in Knoxville, Tennessee. So we, I typically have good cell phone coverage. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe on the breaks, I'll just have you call back in, see if we get a better connection. All right. So the second one, so the first one is you present the four spiritual laws. I, I want, let's just step back, step back though. How do you get their attention? Are you using Google AdWords? Are you using ads? Are you getting them on Facebook? How are you getting their attention to get them to read this stuff? All of the above, but typically we will buy AdWords, so people are searching for, you know, who is God, uh, what's, what's the plan for my life, et cetera. People that are searching, we buy AdWords based on those searches and pass them to our sites. We also use what's called search engine optimization. We will create sites around events, uh, whether they're sporting events or whether, unfortunately, sometimes tragedies that uh, draw traffic just in and of themselves, trying to give answers to those and, and, and reasons for those types of things. And so uh, Facebook, linking, et cetera, all of those are pieces that we use to drive traffic to our websites. So, and right now it costs us about $0.05 cents per person to reach somebody to get that gospel message, one in ten turning into a profession of faith. So if you put two quarters on the table, you're probably reaching somebody for Christ somewhere in the world. So about $0.05 cents per person to get them present the gospel. But if you're reaching a million people a day, that's uh, in rough numbers. Uh, that's a, right, how much, is that $50,000 a, a day? Yeah, $50,000 a day. $50,000 a day in 
Google AdWords purchases or whatever you're doing. I mean, that's a big budget. That's a huge budget. I mean, that's a million and a half dollars. So that that's just for Google AdWords. That's pretty impressive. Yes, and that's not that's not all going into the AdWords. That's going into our servers. It's going into our technicians to keep things going. Our copywriters, etc. We have a staff out of out of Dallas that has about thirty people in it. So thirty people are reaching a million of people a day. It, uh, it's an amazing amplification. So in an event like the Paris bombings, you guys would then whip up a website really, really quick that enables you to grab their attention, talk about the tragedy, and then incorporate the message of Christ into something like that? That's correct. Uh, would raise it in search engine optimization. A lot of people searching for answers related to uh, the events in, in France or other places around the world. And so that website may be up for two months and then it's gone and we do other ones. All but right. we also have websites that are up permanently. We're talking today with Lee Martin. He's with Global Media Outreach. And if you haven't checked out their website while well, we're on the air today, you got to go out there, globalmediaoutreach.com. If you ever wondered how people are utilizing the internet to reach people for Christ in countries where you could never send a white man or could never outwardly send a missionary of any type, this is how it's done. Lee Martin, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Good to be here. All right. So let's just review for people that maybe just tuning in right now. You guys, how are you getting people's attention? Let's just say I'm out there searching, and I'm a Google guy, but I don't know that Google's a worldwide search mechanism, but that's the one I use. How are you going to get my attention? Well, Google is a worldwide search mechanism, and uh, there are different ways to, to utilize Google and all of the other search engines in order to, to reach people. Think about you as a, a consumer of any product. You might get online and say, I'm looking for a television. Lo and behold, up come a number of people that can supply those televisions. Well, as a seeker, you may be having uh, spiritual issues, spiritual questions that you're looking for, like what is love or what's the future hold? These, these kind of words we test statistically and find words that lead us to people that are looking for answers that the Lord has to give. And so it's search engine optimization and it's AdWords. And lo and behold, there are millions of people a day looking for Christ. Wow. And it's just an amazing number that you said when you guys launched. It was about 10 years ago, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So your goal was to reach a billion people with a message of Christ on the Internet. And by right now, 10 years later, you've already already eclipsed that goal by 50 percent almost. Yes. The founder, Walt Wilson, his goal was a billion by 2020. And uh, the way that things are ramping up, we may be getting a billion in a year by 2017. <laughs> That'd be so cool. I mean, yeah. but but you never imagined, though, in 2004, that the Internet would be wireless across Africa. You never, ever imagined that because no nobody ever thought, well, how's Africa ever going to get Internet? Because we can't put wires up there because people keep stealing the wire. Nobody ever figured that commerce in the villages across Africa was going to be wireless commerce. People never, I mean, yeah. wireless banking, no stinking way did anybody ever think that that was going to happen in Africa. And just to the point that you're making, 91% of the world's population now lives within the range of the cell tower. And the Gates Foundation, whether they realize it or not, are help getting the gospel across the world because they are on a uh, on an approach to put a smartphone in the pocket of every adult in the world. 
Well, in order for the Antichrist to rule the world, he's got to have worldwide Internet, so he's only got 9% left. That's pretty impressive. That, that is a staggering number, what you just said, that 91% of the globe is within range of a cell phone tower. Absolutely. That is a staggering number. When you figure that the Internet only, well, I know Al Gore created it, but in, 19, <laughs> in 1994, that was the first time I even really understood what the Internet was 21 years ago. That to think 21 that, years ago. So going from zero to 91% in 21 years and give it another two years and it'll be 98%. And that takes Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Let me just, just share that with you. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am always with you, even to the end of the age. We are in the process of taking God's message to the entire world, and it is so exciting. It is happening in this generation. And nobody ever saw that coming. And I know the bad guys didn't see it coming either. <laughs> That's what I love. That's what I love. Bill Gates never thought he'd be the one spreading the gospel. <laughs> don't tell him. Don't tell him. Yeah, don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that is just so cool. All right, so you, you get people's attention. By, by Google AdWords, by doing their searching, you, and you present them the gospel, and then what happens? Okay, then about 1 in 10 will accept that gospel. So to bring it to a, a tangible world approach, say you're Billy Graham at a, a football stadium with 100,000 people. You may get 10 to 20,000 cards that say, I accept Christ, okay? okay? On the Internet, we get a click that says, I've accepted Christ, here's a prayer that I'm praying. The next opportunity is, would you like to be discipled? And so a certain number of those folks then give us an email address, and we can begin a discipleship process where we use, first of all, a 30-day study of the book of John to try to begin to show people that have never heard of the Lord, well, what really is Christianity about? Who is this Christ? Right. Wow, that's uh, cool. Uh, so it's a 30-day study to start off with. That that's yeah. the disciple when you're when you're looking on the who's searching page on your website, that discipleship of those people going through is that an online course then? Yes, it is. It is an it's online links that they can go to, but the other really amazing thing about it is that we have over 6,000 volunteers in 12 languages around the world that can answer specific questions that people have. We call them OMs, online missionaries. Wow. And so these, these are folks that on a daily basis are responding to very specific inquiries from new believers about what does, the, uh, what does being a, a, a Christian mean and how do I put that into effect in my daily life. So, okay, so, they, so they, you get their attention with an ad, you get them to present the four spiritual laws, you present the gospel to them, they make a decision, they indicate they've made a decision. Up to that point in time, you haven't gathered any information from them. All you have is an IP address, is that, is that what it is? Yes. We okay. do have an IP address. It's basically uh, the nearest location to where they came online, where they're communicating through. Right, so yep. We don't have any information about them. The information that we gather about them is totally voluntary, and it relates to how do we get in touch with you via email in order to uh, uh, continue your walk with Christ. All right. So then you get the information. You can start follow, following up with them with discipleship material. How do you get them plugged in to a church nearby? We have a, a series of churches in the United States that, that we can refer to through our online missionaries, and then we have partners uh, worldwide through the Jesus Film and through a crew that are feet on the ground. Uh, basically, Global Media Outreach doesn't have feet on the ground. We want to pass those off to ministries 
that are, uh, are awaiting to, to actually make those land connections. Wow. Okay. So you've got through the Jesus. I didn't know you guys were partnering with the Jesus film, but it makes sense because that's been an amazing project. As you look at, I remember when it first came out and they're like, Hey, we're going to get this into some other languages. Nobody ever again thought it was going to be 1300. And I know that there's many more languages left for them to you know translate it to, but what an amazing resource. Again, Hollywood didn't see that coming either. Uh, but that's, <laughs> I just think I love the way God backdoors people. I just love that. I think it's just great. All right. So when, when you start to engage these people, you engage them via email, they say, okay, I want to learn more. I want to, I want to be, I want to learn more about this Jesus that I've decided to follow. Do you, I mean, in every, do you get people in places that say that, that you don't have any local connections for them? Yes, we do. We get people in places where it's very, very difficult to have people on the ground, uh, particularly in, in massively Muslim uh, world. About one-third of our contacts now are in places like Indonesia and Iran and Iraq, uh, places where it's pretty unsafe for a land-based missionary to go. Okay, you just broke up there again, and I know you get this random signal. Maybe somebody's wiggling the cell phone tower near you. Okay, so there's places, Iran, Iraq, Indonesia, where it's not safe for a missionary to be on the ground because they're almost 100% Muslim, and if you say you're a Christian, they chop your head off. So how do you connect? How do you get those people to be a part of a church body somewhere, even if it's just you know via email? How are you, how are you connecting these people up? great question is something that we are working on diligently. We want to provide learning materials, uh, the Bible in their native language, etc. Uh, we're working with Wycliffe, those kinds of folks, to distribute Bibles worldwide in native languages electronically, not tangibly. Uh, and we are working to try to find how do we network people in environments where it's unsafe to pass their name on. So uh, we're doing a lot of prayer about that, to be honest with you, Jim. And the Lord will help us find ways, but we don't have a clear way every way to do that in a, in a similar manner everywhere. Now, I, I like that you're thinking, because I understand it's it's dangerous, cause, because in those countries, well, in our country, every country, people are watching what goes on the Internet. They're watching the Internet traffic. They're looking for keywords like Jesus and Christ and things like that. So I, I understand it, it is something that's a little tenuous. Lee, as you got involved in this project right from the get-go, what— I, I know you've heard some fantastic stories of people who have heard the gospel that probably never would have ever met, never gone to a church, and never, ever met a missionary. Tell me about some of those stories. Well, yes, Jim, and I love your enthusiasm. Let me paint this picture for you. Realize we have a staff of 30 in Dallas that are presenting in over 200 websites and over 25 languages this information about God's love spiritual gifts around the world. We then have 6,000 missionaries, online missionaries, that are all volunteers from the comfort of their home or from their office that are responding to inquiries that are coming back to them in their language from all over the world. But those are huge numbers. It gets down to individual people. And on our website, there is a, a tab called Stories. And these stories are sent to us by our online missionaries when they, uh, when they have a little bit of an extra story to tell of what's going on. So I want to relay to you just a few of those stories. Okay. There, was one of, there was one about a, a gentleman named Joe in Kenya, and he used a GMO, and the Lord used a lady in Illinois named Jane to reach Joe 
through these online communications after Joe found that website. He was a refugee in, a, in basically a prison camp in the middle of Kenya fleeing from war. And his life was turned out upside down. Of course, he had no money. He, had, he was facing uh, eviction, no food, no nothing. And he was prepared to commit suicide. He found our website. He found the Lord. And through conversations online with James, he found hope, the hope that the Lord gives. And uh, he was prepared to, to kill himself, but over time, through these discussions, he realized that Christ died for him. He didn't need to take his own life. And uh, what has happened with Joe goes even further. Now he's an evangelist back to his own people in Kenya, spreading the good news of the gospel. And we have these kinds of stories about individuals in places in the most remotest part of the world that are, are having discussions and giving the hope of Christ in their life as a result of a touch that began online and then faithfulness of our online missionaries. There's another one, a, a gentleman named Edna in China. I can, I can empathize with Edna. He's an engineer like me. Uh, he unfortunately had been broken up with by his girlfriend, led to great depression with him. But he, he found us on a GMO website in the midst of that sadness and that depression, began the 30-day study, uh, which we, uh, we study the book of, of John with him. And he says, and I quote, a peace seems to have settled over me. So he wrote his online uh, missionary, Kathleen, uh, who he now calls his spiritual mom, and began to ask questions and share what he learned through his Bible study. Uh, he attended a government-run church, found it boring, but Kathleen told him about Chinese Christians meeting secretly in house churches, which he had never heard of. He was then connected, and uh, now he lives with the Word of God in his heart every day. And these stories just keep coming in, Jim. It's just amazing that you know, you think about touching a million people a day, and it's hard to comprehend. But when you hear what's happening one heart at a time because of the Holy Spirit and because of touch online, you begin to realize, wow, the Lord is at work today all over the world, and it's an amazing thing to see. Well, and in the time it took you to explain that, another 100 people came to Christ. I just think that that number just staggers me. I just think that is yeah. the coolest thing. Some churches don't see that in a decade. I think that's just awesome. So here's so you've got these 1.4 billion people that you've shared the gospel with in the last 10 years. You've you've had how many gospel I mean how many indicated decisions in that same period of time? We have had over 140 million indicated decisions in that same period of time. Okay. So that's a lot of people to keep track yes. of. I mean, so you've 140 million people, and you've got 6,000 volunteer online missionaries to reach out to a 140 million. Okay. <laughs> that, I mean, that just that just doesn't work. So obviously it's taken a God-sized miracle for you to accomplish all this. How in the world are you doing it? Well, some of these interactions through the online missionaries will be one or two touches. Sometimes these interactions will be months on end. It just depends on the receptivity and the condition of the person on the other side. But you also need to realize all of the online materials that we can point folks to. So because of things like the, uh, the, the Bible being in, in language in so many different languages, we can give them the Word of God and they can begin their study and their walk. So uh, we we aren't in contact every day with 140 million people. That would absolutely be impossible. But at key seasons in their lives, we're there for them, and it makes a tremendous difference. So is there room for more people to get involved in this? Do you need 
I mean, if my audience is Christian business owners, Christian employees, really around the globe. We got people listening and, and through podcasts in China and Russia and South Korea and in South Africa and Vietnam, and then of course all over the United States. Where, how can people get involved to be one of those volunteers? Because I guarantee I got people today that are going, hey, I could do that. I could be an online missionary. Maybe I need, I, they, they never thought about the fact that, first of all, we've been introducing them for the last three years on the air that their workplaces are mission field, but be able to take this to another level and be an online missionary to people who need to hear the truth from all over the country or maybe all over the world. That's a really cool thing. How can people get involved? I imagine you have quite a vetting process. There, there are three specific things. First of all, there are certain languages that we are in dire need of online missionaries. Uh, English is not one of them currently, but if you do go to get involved uh, on the, uh, the website that you've spoken of, you will find the languages that we are searching for for online missionaries. There is a vetting process and there is a training process. So the vetting process requires a uh, references from, from your minister and from uh, spiritually guided people. Uh, then we get you into a, a training process so that you know the materials that are available and how to uh, utilize the materials for uh, nurturing a spiritual growth. That's one area. So we, we need volunteers to continue to grow our online missionaries. Secondly, we are beginning to seek prayer groups uh, in the United States, just businessmen in different cities that want to just come together and just pray for GMO, expose their churches and their communities to GMO, so that we can grow our ministry back here in the United States all. Well, let me just stop that. GMO, you keep doing GMO, and people are thinking genetically modified organisms. <laughs> Jim, why are you talking yeah. about GMOs on the radio? And I'm like, no, no. Global, me- and you Global gotta- Media Outreach. Dot com. That's right. But you need yeah. to know that because when people hear GMO, they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about um, uh, all these people that do, they, the people that they don't like. They don't like GMOs. Yeah. They, they just think those are bad things. And, you know, I... I hear what you're saying, and actually I fully agree with you, and I have kind of urged perhaps a little bit of a name change. Uh, we haven't gotten there yet, but uh, uh, certain certain uh, letters become co-opted for other things. Yeah, they do. But let me... When I was on your website, and it says right now you're looking for a French online missionary, a Russian online missionary, a Spanish online missionary, a Portuguese online missionary. You could find all of those people in Florida. All those people, yeah. people listening, because we get all kinds of people from from Brazil and Portugal that come up here. We get all kinds of people. Obviously, it's a ton of Spanish-speaking people here. We get lots of Russian people, people from the Eastern Bloc that know Russian that moved here to get a, get away from the yeah. Eastern Bloc. And the French-speaking Canadians that are here listening to the show today. I mean, and then you need a marketing intern. I mean, it, it's Those are doable things. All you need is Florida yeah. audience, but we can take care of that for you. There you go. Let me give you an email address that if your listeners are interested in getting involved with Global Media Outreach, that they can use this. Just type your interest into contact at gmail.org, G-M-O-M-A-I-L.org. And we have a group called the Eagles Group, and those are businessmen and women all over the country that have, like you say, marketing expertise. They have teaching expertise, training expertise. Uh, and we are seeking input all the time from the body of Christ to try to help figure out how to make our ministry more effective, more pervasive, and touch this world for the Great Commission. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I want to bring you on here. I just I was so fascinated by the ministry, and then to see you've got you you need normal people to help grow this ministry. And, and like I said, you you need people that speak French, 
Russian, Spanish, Portuguese. You can get all those in the 20 million people that live here in Florida. You can get those right here, but they're, they're across the United States. All those people are here, and I wanted them to hear about your ministry because I'd never heard of it before. Somebody said, hey, Jim, you, you check out this link. It's got a really cool site, and I saw it. I'm like, wait a minute. This is really cool. I really got These guys got to come on the air. I, I love it. So you're, you're saying if somebody's interested, they can just email to contact at gmomail.org. We'll put that on our Facebook site tonight, but GM Global Media Outreach, gmomail.org. That is correct. All right. Do you need any money? I mean, is this thing self-funded with the people that are involved, or do you need more donations? Well, honestly, we do need donations. Every nickel that goes in touches someone somewhere around the world. And we have the technical capacity to touch many more people than we're touching. More people than we can reach a day are searching these key words that we're talking about. So we're one of the, what I might say is a very elastic ministry. As a, as a nickel comes in, someone's touched. As a half dollar comes in, someone is a, a decision is made for Christ. So yes, uh, to be honest with you, we've got a great leverage in place but we uh, we need more funds to, to make it even larger. Mm, I love that. And we'll make sure we put your website out there on our site tonight. Talk to me about this on your website. Just really quickly, you've got this thing called the Christian Growth Index. What are you using that for? Well, we want to show folks the effectiveness of an online outreach. And so what we do is the people that, that get in correspondence with us, we'll go back six months to 12 months later with this, this spiritual inventory. And it would, the, the logical things that you might expect that represent is someone uh, getting closer to Christ. And it's questions like, do you pray regularly? Uh, first of all, think of Survey Monkey. This is simply a Survey Monkey that goes out to folks that we have reached in the last six to 12 months, and we're asking them about their spiritual growth. So do you pray? Do you pray regularly how many times a day? Do you read your Bible? How often? Have you shared your faith with anyone? So in a, in a matter of a half a dozen questions, you begin to get a pretty good picture if someone is growing in the Lord, uh, growing in the faith, or not. Wow. I love that. A picture? <laughs> I like that. There's a lot of churches that could use that tool. I'm going to make sure people find <laughs> out about that. We've been talking with Lee Martin with Global Media Outreach. You can find out more about them online at globalmediaoutreach.com. Before we get back to Lee, hey, we got to do our book highlight segment, and I'm almost out of time. Our friends at mtlmagazine.com have worked hard to put together an amazing magazine and a website that helps us grow in our faith as they highlight authors, artists, books, movies, and so much more. MTL represents more to life, and our friends at mtlmagazine.com believe that there is a Christian product that will help you get more out of your life in Christ. Whether you're looking for resources about faith, family, relationships, money, health, and world, or the world, or everyday life, mtlmagazine.com is an excellent resource for you and for me. Find out more to life at mtlmagazine.com. Hey, I'm giving away a copy today of the Ragamuffin Gospel by Brendan Manning. Don't have a lot of time to explain it today, but it is a fantastic book that you should call in and get at 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. Sorry about that, Lee. I forgot to do that. We got talking in our other segments, and I forgot to talk do my book highlight segment. Talk to me about your annual meetings, Lee, as you... You know, you talk about your culturally relevant websites that attract others to the hearing the message of Christ. Your annual meetings must be very exciting as you look in back and you look forward. 
Oh, they are. And they, I mentioned these Eagles groups. We bring in advisors, folks that want to volunteer and just give us insights about what's going on in, in the world and ways to reach folks. And they're extremely exciting times where we present the stories of what's happening around the world and also the numbers and how we can be more effective in distribution of the Bible and creating disciples. Uh, that question that you asked earlier, how do we get feet on the ground and how do we attach folks into the body of Christ in the real world is one that's really pressing us, and we're working diligently on it. Lee Martin with Global Media Outreach, thank you so much for being on iWork for him today. I, we got, we'll have to do an update maybe a year from now to hear about how if you got to that billion people a year. I'd love to hear that. You bet, Jim. Blessings to you. Thanks so much. Hey, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you heard something today about Global Media Outreach that challenged you to say, hey, wait a minute, I could be an online missionary. I could minister to people that are researching the gospel on the Internet. Find out more on their website, globalmediaoutreach.com. Hey, I didn't give the book away early enough in the show, so if you're looking for a great Christmas gift for those searchers, seekers in your life, the Ragamuffin Gospel will be perfect for them. Call into the studio line at 877-943-9673. What did you learn today about how you can bring your faith to work and take the city for Christ? You know, we learned today that we eliminated the excuses of the rest of you out there listening today that said, I could never be a missionary. When Jesus said, go, he wasn't talking to me. It ain't my job. Oh, my word, you got slam dance today. Because here's the deal. You can be a missionary, online missionary. Jesus called us all to go, and Global Media Outreach needs people like you and me to minister to those people 140 million people have come to Christ on the internet as a result of global media outreach. They need online missionaries like you and me to just help reach these people, answer their questions, to be able to uh, be able to uh, d- participate in the discipleship of them. How exciting is this that they're using the internet to reach those people in 91% of the globe? can get access to the internet. It's unbelievable. Globalmediaoutreach.com. Globalmediaoutreach.com. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.